I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Soon as they like you, you make them unlike you because kissing people's asses is so unlike you. The only rapper out compared to Michael. So here's a few hating ass niggas to fight you. And here's a few snake ass niggas to bite you. I don't even want to hear about what niggas might do. Old niggas mentally still in high school since the tight jeans. They ain't never like you. Pink ass polos with a fucking backpack. Everybody want to know who brought real rap back. Nobody has swag, man. We the rat pack. Hey. Welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Your host Rod and Karen, and uh, it is uh, the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Last show for about a week for us. Mm-hmm. Um, the Black Guy Who Tips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless you're premium. Yeah, unless you're premium, then you'll be getting a shit ton of shows. Yes, you will. Uh, more shows than you can shake a stick at. But uh, for the rest of you niggas, uh, we'll see you guys uh, in a week. In a week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, everybody knows my brother's getting married, so we got to go to the wedding. And then after that, we just, we've been grinding hard this year, man. Um, yeah. No vacation, no days off, really. Mm-mm. Working through sickness and health, all this shit. <laughs> right. Um, Working for y'all. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, we 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 both been grounding. I think I, because uh, I've been like off my normal job, so I've been really just grinding and working hard on the podcast. I think over the past what, let me see, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, over the past five days, I've done like 12 shows. Mm-hmm. So I've been grinding. That's because I love you. If I didn't love y'all niggas, nope. Yep. Um. So, you know, we appreciate everybody out here that has, uh, you know, um, supports the show, keeps the show going, um, and all that stuff, because without you guys, wouldn't you be able to do it? Right. Um. Today's show is a little bit late because uh, Karen had to get her hair done, as you guys can We'll see when she gets back on screen. Um, yeah, I'll come back. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, have to do wedding shit, run errands. Like, it's been a very, very, very busy week between recording all these premium shows and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. um, thank you guys for, for sticking there and listening. And uh, I know we're late tonight, but I'm still going to try to have some fun and talk about current events and what's going on. Not going to shortchange you on the show. Nope. Um so uh I guess without further ado, man, we can kinda um get into this shit. Um the official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. Uh and today's show is actually double sponsored. So even mm-hmm. even on a day like the day where we're just trying to get the hell out of here <laughs> late at night. Right. We still got these sponsors coming through. Showing they love and support for your, your boy and your girl. Mm-hmm. This podcast is sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions. They've got another audio uh, play iTunes album called Just Jenna Simon Stories uh, for only 10 bucks. It's got comedy, drama, and horror audio plays. So there's something for everybody. Check it out. Uh, just go on iTunes and search Gina Simon, J-E-N-N-A, Simon, uh, Jenna Simon, and... Uh, you guys can uh cop that, man. It helps out the show. They give us a little change for you guys hooking them up, man. So uh I'll put the link in uh in uh the chat room as well if you guys want to check it out on your own time. But yeah, um we you know, we can always use the help and uh like I said, Shadow Dog has been really good to us and uh it's really mm-hmm. really helped us out. Um we also have a more sexier sponsor. Let me see if I can find some some little sexy music here. 
said, you look at that box. Fellas and ladies, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Have you been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist night or day. Right. Just go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you can get 50% off of just about any item. But that's not all. In addition to 50% off of just about any item, you can also get three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus a free extra gift that is so sensual, I can't even tell you what it is right now on this podcast. And to top it all off, they throw in free shipping on your entire order. So don't forget, go to adamandeve.com for the special offer. 50% off of one item when you put in code TBGWT upon checkout. That's TBGWT, guys, like the black guy who tips. Uh, when you do, you get three free DVDs, free extra gift, and free shipping. TBGWT at adamandeve.com. Write it down right now at your job. Put it on the sticky. Put it in your wallet. Put it in your purse. Remember when you get home and get your 50% off. I know you've been forgetting and you want to treat yourself. Well, here's, what's a better time than the present? Mm. Right. You work hard for what? Labor Day just passed. Mm-hmm. They don't appreciate your ass. You probably had to work <laughs> on Labor Day. Right. But uh, you can work yourself every other day. All right. I have all kinds of stuff to happen. Yes, we do. And before we go on, okay. I don't know if they sponsored or not. I don't give a damn. But I got me some new headphones from Tweaked Audios. Mm-hmm. These bitches is nice. I put it on and all I heard was bass. I was like, yes. That's right. Tweaked Audio, of course, um, sponsor of the show, uh, who um, called TBGWT there will get you 33% off of just of any headphones they have. In stock, also free shipping and a lifetime guarantee. Um, you know, our headphones broke in the studio. Yeah. Uh, and we're sick of that shit. Yeah, so, these are the over-the-ear ones. And, like, with yeah. the studio, these are the ones I prefer. And they come in, like, this little pouch you can carry me in. And they actually fold up. I was like, oh, shit, they fold up. Yeah, and uh, very high-quality headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, come, I love that they come with the cord that connects for you where you can take it out of the headphones so that you don't have to worry about it breaking right or your headphones shorten out right uh just really high quality stuff man um uh, you know just such a great sponsor uh can't can't say enough uh positive stuff about them um uh, but uh yeah let's uh get into the actual show show um bunch of articles coming out uh i saw this this is just crazy nothing not related to anything a fucking bear tried to break into an RV uh, while a family was uh, a mom and, and a mother and their children and her children were inside, um, just like just chilling. Mm-hmm. A woman and her children had a close encounter with a black bear this Labor Day weekend while camping. Why well, I gotta be a black bear? Mm-hmm. Exactly near the book cliffs south of Price. The family barricaded themselves inside an RV as the six-foot bear tried Ooh. to find a way inside. Fox 13's Ashton Goodell has the story. Sammy Graham was putting her kids to bed in the camper when she heard a light tap on the door. kind of sounded like a human knock. So I opened the door. I didn't see anything. Then at that point, I kind of got a little nervous. A few minutes later, she heard a violent scratch on the RV and at that point realized it was a bear. 
She didn't dare go outside, but tried to scare it off by flipping on and off the lights, making noises with her kids, and playing a movie at full volume. And just when she thought it had left. And I went over to my kitchen window and pulled up my blind and looked out. Like I had to put my face pretty close out to the window because it was getting dark outside. And there he was, like face to face with me through this fiberglass window. When Graham's husband... Now, don't... Is it just me, but don't RVs move? Mm-hmm. I feel like I would just turn the keys on and drive off. And it depends on what kind <clears throat> it is. Oh. Um, because they have some RVs that, like, attach to a physical vehicle where the oh. RV is, like, a separate, like, entity. Mm-hmm. And then they have some RVs where it's, like, one whole, like, one unit where, like, the driver's, you know, I know what you're talking about, like, the driver's part is part of the vehicle. Oh, okay. Yeah, but theirs looked like theirs was the one that was attached. Like, you have to, like, the... Uh, attach it to a truck or something. Right, and roll off. He came back from a deer hunt. He tried to run the bear out of the camp. The bear started walking toward him. Like, maybe he wasn't scared of him at all. Like, I don't know if he would have attacked. I don't know what he would have done. And so my husband fired some shots at him, and it scared him off. The bear's almost human-like character brings this 1996 Hostess commercial to mind. Where's the cream filling? Uh, why did they show that stupid ass commercial? <laughs> uh, anyway. Experts say this time of year, bears are looking for anything that looks or smells like food since they're trying to fatten up for hibernation. They're not. And they show people, like, apparently just leave their picnic shit out on tables there. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, bears, yeah, bears is probably, like, as disgusting and uh, wasteful as humans are. They're probably just like. Yeah, breaking your fucking camper, what? Probably got food in there you're not eating. Not to mention, humans are food. That and you're you're in his fucking living room. Mm-hmm. Like, this is why I don't go fucking camping. Animals, this is where they live. I stay. They stay out of my living room, I stay out of their goddamn living room. Yeah, I mean, he knocked on the door. That's as polite as you're going to get. <laughs> right. Just coming around to knock on your campsite and say hello. Or there could have been something that was attracting him there. Something in the fire pit, something still on the picnic table. Uh, maybe she was cooking and the smell carried the distance. Uh, something brought that bear there. She says campers should always keep a clean campsite. About a month ago, a similar encounter happened at another campground in the Book Cliffs. The Division of Wildlife Resources says this is bear country and people need to stay alert. Ashton Goodell, Fox 13 News, Utah. You need to stay home. Right. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have been, your boy wouldn't have made, I've been inside yeah, screaming and shit. I, 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 I don't do camping. I don't like the ground. Or to grab the children. We gonna die. <laughs> so bear outside. Oh, what was I thinking? See, that's why, you know, this would never happen to us. Uh, Nick Cannon went on Twitter and, uh, did a rant about how much he loves Mariah Carey. Everybody knows they're getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Says I love at Mariah Carey, and that will never change. It's always weird when they at the person. Uh, because my family and I haven't been forthcoming with personal information, people are quick to paint negative pictures and spread rumors. You spell rumors the uh, European way. Hmm. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't. Okay. Uh, during this challenging time for me and my family, it saddens me that the media can be such evil bottom feeders. 
I have personally been absent from social media for the past few days, a few months, for obvious reasons, but I feel the need to finally speak up. Maybe he's black and sick. He might be. You don't never know. At this difficult time, I will ask all civilized people to please respect my family in this process. So whatever your favorite gossip outlet is, reporting uh, has been created within their own imagination. For the record, I never have, nor will I make a statement regarding my marriage. So to see false reports in the media stating otherwise absurd. While I would like to remain silent, I can no longer allow this to happen. I will always love her unconditionally for this and so much more. Mariah Carey is an amazing mother, and I trust her wholeheartedly. What infuriates me most is I hear people to hear people slander Mariah Carey. I will forever be indebted to her for blessing me with our children. I apologize if anyone's gotten caught up in this unwarranted drama. Who getting caught up in this drama? Others have lives, families, and careers, and for the media to slander them is downright evil and illegal. But it's unfair to drag innocent people into the equation. If the media wants to portray me as the bad guy, that's fine. Well, the rumor is that he was cheating. So maybe uh, he's saying. Trying to clear that out. Maybe he's saying, like, the women that they're accusing him of being with are getting dragged into it. I don't know. Possibility. I love Mariah Carey, and that will never change. Three exclamation points. I hope the check was worth it at. And he doesn't say at who. By the way, shout outs to so called sources. Uh, so Nick Cannon is fed up with y'all shit. Okay. Then y'all gonna have to stop I've talking had, about that man. And I've his wife. had enough of y'all. Let me go paint myself white. Yeah, just because he got divorced doesn't mean you guys can talk about him. Right. Uh, the MMA fighter War Machine, mm-hmm. who uh, got com- who uh, is facing, you know, apparently thirty-two felony charges, Ooh. could end up with life in prison. If he's convicted of a savage attack. Now, I don't know what his defense is, but it's looking tough. Real tough. Innocent till proven guilty and all that, but yeah, damn, bro. He ain't going to be able to choke all that one out. If convicted, he could face a life sentence for charges of attempted murder, domestic battery by strangulation, first-degree kidnap, and, kidnapping, and sexual assault. Um. So, yeah. He legally changed his name to War Machine in 2008. So that is really his name. Oh, 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 so that's just not his stage name? Yeah, he's being referred to by his birth name in uh, court, though, Jonathan Coppenhaver. Yeah, that's like, fuck that War Machine bullshit. This is your name, son. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, life in prison. I mean, that seems pretty fair if any of that shit is true, right? I mean. Right. Sounds pretty fucking horrible what she went through. Right. Them after pictures, he fucked her up. You know, it's weird. The dude that got beat up still hasn't come out, hasn't come forward. Mm -mm. Still don't know who that guy is that was in the house with her. And may never come forward. Yeah. Speaking of beating people's ass, the Migos apparently had a massive brawl with their own fans during the Nashville show. Oh, shit. Why ain't they on that list, that FBI list? Yeah, they need to be on the hip hop watch, cops. Right. I mean, Migos. I mean, the Migos make music that sound like it's gonna be a lot of fighting. <laughs> you know, because all of it's just repeating itself. Apparently, they even have a song named "Fight Light Night." I haven't even heard this yet. If you know me, you know this ain't my first way. Certified everywhere, ain't got a printed resume. Take hey, off, talk crazy. I pull up underlay. R.P. the Nate dog. I had to regulate. 
Keep looking at me. I'm a knockout like fight night. Yes, sir. Yo, mama, we fighting your mama in the club now. We fight everybody. When did we get to fighting mamas? But mamas is what, what is your mama doing in the club? <laughs> but well, maybe you're talking about fucking. Oh, okay. Beat it with the left, beat it with the right. I'm going to knock that pussy out like fight night. Oh, we got the edited version. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why. Yeah. Um, but that's uh, still pretty damn um, terrible to... Yeah, I hear everybody talking about the Migos. I don't... Mm-hmm. I haven't really heard a lot of their songs, but apparently it's, it's that... It's that um... Oh, you heard their songs, Karen. I probably just didn't know it was them. Yeah, I probably you, like some I of them. I played a lot of them. Okay. Uh, of course, we have Versace. Versace, Versace, my like pussy head one. on me like I'm a Manati. I, I, I know that you like it. Versace, my neck and my wrist is so sloppy. Versace, Versace, I love it. Versace, the top of my Audi. I plug it, John He give me the dust and I know that they mighty. Got Whoa. I mean, I just love the Versace store. So yes, you heard it. You heard it. Okay. Okay, I just didn't know that was here. They also have Hannah Montana. Huh? What's your name, Hello. I got Molly, I got white, I got Molly, I got white. I've been trapping, 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 trapping all damn night. Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana, So yeah, you, you I've been trapping all damn night. Trapping. Trapping? Mm-hmm. This so, is trapping. I'm not doing this tonight. <laughs> uh, then, of course, they got Chinatown. You know I'm old over here, so <laughs> there's um, a trapping. You got a, you got a computer in front of you. Diamonds on parade. Motorola in the kitchen whipping Sonya. My plug look like Pacquiao with daughter Ikitana. Young rich nigga getting money in Tijuana. Chinatown, 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 Chinatown. Young rich nigga, I got plugs out of Chinatown. Chinatown, 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 Chinatown. Young rich nigga, I got plugs out of Chinatown. Selling that dope to the leaves and the lanes, providing that chopper your lane. No name. My main plug named Fame. He chopping the bricks and releasing the chickens in front of the work. And now got a ticket. So yeah, um, that's fight music. You gonna fight? Is <laughs> like 
I'm not shocked at all by this news report that apparently um they got into an all out battle royale. Uh the three members in the group and they ended up going local on the fans. Your oh. own fans. The melee started Sunday night in the Limelight Nightclub in Nashville. We fight all y'all. They came in like, we we fight everybody in the room. I don't know how it happens, but I guess so. When, according to sources, one member of the group had a gold chain snatched from his neck while on stage and immediately went after it in the crowd, which makes sense. This is the type of crowd that's going to snatch your chain. Right. Like, this is one of the reasons I don't go to certain concerts. People like, so-and-so coming. You going? Nope. 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 It's, it's, I know what kind of crowd it draws. Yeah, um, you can hear the fight. They have like a video of it. Um, so, oh, actually, video's not playing anymore. Um, maybe it's because it's a crime scene now. Police were called by Limelight Security, and oh, it was eventually able to con- calm things down. Um, no arrests were made. <laughs> of course what, not. What happened to? What's up with that brother? In the I'm f- reading. Flow. I'm reading, Karen. Oh, my it's, bad. It's a podcast. It's audio. <laughs> And people can't see what you're talking about. Oh, my bad. <laughs> what is going on tonight? Of course, this isn't the first time Migos have been involved in an attack on tour, having nearly escaped death in a drive-by shooting in Miami earlier this year. They definitely love a fight night. And then there's a dude uh, that they have that apparently lost the fight. Oh, oh, yes, he did. And I'm putting this picture in the chat, but he's knocked out like a toddler, you know? <laughs> yeah, brother, he's taking a good-ass nap. Like when you just need a, a good nap and like that's a little kid is like fuck it I'll go to sleep right here. <sighs> yeah, like you are just like thumb in your mouth. Like that's the only thing is like he he looks like uh, he looks like a, a swastika or something. He got passed out in that shape. Like yes, like I don't, what is this? I don't know, but. Uh... That, that look like a good concussion. Yeah, don't try to snatch a chain from the Migos, dog. I will fuck you it up. It will not turn out well for you. Mm-mm. Look like he doing a letter K or something. Like, what is wrong? Some ligaments have to be broken. Right, because your body is not, your body, like I say, only children can bend like that. Adult bodies do not bend move like that. Yeah, I feel like you either wake up from that feeling the most refreshed you ever have in your life. Right. Or... You wake up in that and you're in the hospital. One of the two. You was like, oh, that's the best sleep of all time. Yeah. A uh, goddamn it call the hospital. Yeah. No way you can. Yeah. But yeah, Migos uh, fucking niggas up at the club, man. Right. It's like still our shit. Uh, here's a funny, well, not so funny coincidence. Uh, of course, we know that we talked yesterday about the U.S. journalist that got beheaded by the terrorist group ISIS. Mm-hmm. Um... So Tuesday, Fox's Sleepy Hollow um, just had some terrible timing uh, in a playful PR blitz touting the show's headless horseman villain. Um, they sent out um, at the same time that news broke about Stephen Sotloff uh, being beheaded. They didn't know. Um, they they sent out this um, headless, what was it called? Uh, t- uh, headless Day. Uh, campaign, the headless the cat day. Oh, oh yeah, that'd have been a day earlier or a day later. That'd have been okay, but not that day. We apologize for the unfortunate timing of our Sleepy Hollow headless day announcement. Read an email from Think Jam, which was behind the campaign. 
The tragic news of Stephen Sidlaw's death hit the web as the email was being sent. Wow, poor Diamond. Send, oh well, shit. Right, because they was like, oh, yeah, they was like, yeah, we're going to have a good day, and yeah, we're about to promote Send. Yeah. Dee, 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 dee. Um, um, um. ISIS retweeted it. Right. It was like, oh, good, the Americans get it. Hashtag irony. Right. The infidels understand now. The tragic news of uh, his death will hit the web as the emails being sent. Our deepest sympathies are with him and his family. We don't take the news lightly. Had we have known about this information prior, we would have never released the alert and re- realized it was it's in poor taste. I believe that. 20th Century Fox also issued an apology. 20th Century Fox Home Entertainment recognized and apologized for the day promotion of the season one DVD release of Sleepy Hollow. We regret the unfortunate timing of our announcement. And our deepest sympathies go out to the family of all involved. Mm-hmm. The original campaign sent out by email at roughly 12.49 p.m. included e-cards featuring Sleepy Hollow characters. One featuring the headless horseman holding an axe included text that says, Does this axe make my head look small? Another showed a drawing of Ichabod, Tom Minson, holding a skull, accompanied with the text, I knew you'd forget your head if it wasn't attached. Man, these are kind of corny anyway. Right. Maybe it's better this didn't come out. <laughs> Right. Uh, the original email said, Heads will roll as Sleepy Heads celebrate Headless Day today, September the 2nd, on this National Beheading Day. Oh, no. National Beheading Day? Oh, no wonder. That's what people got mad. Viewers everywhere can share in the fun as, fun, as fans prepare to release the Sleepy Hollow Season 1 on digital HD now and arriving on Blu-ray and DVD September 16th. We hope you like them and are able to share them with your readers. If you share via your social media platform, please tag it with hashtag headless day. Oh, they tried to get the hashtag going. Oh, man. Yeah, that hashtag got lit up, too. Yeah. Oh, headless day. Damn. What was it, the day before uh, fall asleep and get raped day in honor of Silo? Ah! This is a bunch of... Just a whole bunch of, of bad news. All the way around. Man. Um but yeah, that that's that's just unfortunate, dog. Um and that's my show too. Everybody knows I love me some Sleepy Hollow. Nicole Bahari is great in that. Um, so hopefully uh shit comes back. Um, let's talk about just random news, okay? Okay. Got more to talk about. Jill Scott got hacked. And her naked pictures was on Twitter. It's two pictures. One of them she had on like lingerie. Another one she had her titties out. And I gotta say, man, uh, she wasn't on the list of hack celebrities that was going around with all those white girls. And it's been really weird, man. Like it's kind of conflicting because obviously I think Jill Scott is attractive right. and She's you know, beautiful. You know, I, I period. Um, um, and, you know, I saw the pictures. I thought she looked good in the pictures. I wasn't bothered at all. She got them big old bitties. Mm-hmm. The problem, though, is just the hypocrisy. It, you know how sometimes you just have to log off Twitter because people are being such huge hypocrites? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get into it with them, but it was just mm-hmm. so like, damn, man, y'all really have, like, y'all talk a good game, but y'all really are fucked up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, she was the number one trending topic on Twitter for a while. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like, okay, so this is the same people that were just talking about how 
invasive of privacy it was to put Jennifer Lawrence and some of these other starlets uh, pictures out there. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's walking around. Yes, honey. Mm, Jill Scott, I would get up in their titties. Women, mostly women too. Not even just like men were saying shit too. But I mean, it was mostly women that I saw that were like, and I think they were trying to have like some body positivity, but this is a growth violation of her privacy. Yes, it is. She didn't post these pictures on a magazine. Mm-hmm. Like someone broke into her phone, put them out there, and now everybody's spreading them around, spreading awareness about the pictures and like kind of getting people to like to argue and debate about the pictures and shit and not argue about her privacy or her right to, you know, her, her right to, to just take those pictures and, have them on her phone, but people are literally arguing about like how her titties look and shit like that. Wow. Yeah. You know, people that I really, you know, respect to some extent, it was just kind of like some weird shit, man. Like, I don't, like, I get that people want to like be positive about, especially black women's bodies and shit, but uh, she didn't what put a, it out there for public consumption. Yeah, what about her right to just take the picture, right? Uh, send it or don't send it to people of her choosing? Because that's what Monday was all about. That's what Sunday night was all about. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, this just happened, and people are already like, I don't see these bloggers writing about this. Well, it's been give them a minute, okay? It's only been a couple hours. It takes a while to write the piece, but um, I was looking more like at Twitter, like. These are the same people that just were talking this shit about, you know, everybody that um, spread the pictures of Jennifer Lawrence and all these little young white starlets and shit and how it's all fucked up. But now it makes me wonder if the whole time they weren't really thinking about how much of a violation it was, but just the fact that, hey, we don't fuck with these white girls. Right. Uh, We're not attracted to them, so... It don't matter. Like, yeah, we're impartial to this, so just stick to the principle of the matter. But the second that somebody you actually are attracted to or someone that you actually feel like looks like you and you want people to be attracted to them, mm-hmm. um, I wonder if people, you know, are now like, oh, well, now I'm just as bad as these people I call perverts on Monday and Sunday, the people that I admonish mm-hmm. for putting these pictures out there. Right. Here Retweet I go. them and spreading them. Yeah, here I go clapping it up and promoting that someone's pictures got stolen. It was, it was really creepy, man. And like I said, it was the same people. Like, this is not an exaggeration. It was the same people that were mad about the leak and blaming men and saying how terrible men are and that they, they do this to injure these women and all this. Now I'm watching women basically be like, yeah, look at them titties. Ooh, I would love to be up in them titties. Like, you're like, wow, y'all don't think this is a little weird? I think it's a complete violation. I didn't see him, but I do think it's a complete violation of her privacy. Yeah, I mean, I I guess people are, you know, like, maybe it would take time because I think there's a, the instant reflect, reflex reactions on Twitter just lend themselves to people saying and doing stupid shit. And I was like, mm-hmm. when I saw the pictures, because there were, you know, you have auto preview and it's all up and down your timeline. Like right. I said, it's not like I was going, ugh. I was like, damn, man, Jill Scott's fine. But that's terrible. They put her shit out there. Right. And so I'm not going to go around talking about how fine she is when she's basically been violated. Mm-hmm. Like someone spitefully threw her shit out there to, you know, to, to shame her. To Right. It's the same thing. Yeah. I don't even think she's tweeted since the shit happened. And you know she's had to see it. You right. know people and on Twitter tweet, probably. And she tweets a lot. 
yeah people probably done added her people don't probably um you know said shit to her right um so yeah i you know i i don't feel comfortable um you know sitting around going let me ogle you without your permission basically um in 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 something where i know you were hacked like this isn't uh oh she took a picture and someone or someone took a picture of her backstage walking in clothes you know um but yeah it's you know it's just kind of fucked up man uh here she says okay so she did comment now i definitely took the first pick with a robe weight loss chronicle but the second sorry freaks is not me i wish i had that space between my thighs watching me watching me watching me some things are smart enough not to do shaking my head so now she's saying it's not her you know um so it yeah you know it's it, it's just crazy uh some dude sean baker said this is beneath you to her i don't know what that means on twitter right and she responded back isn't it so i don't know um uh, I guess. Oh, okay. She he's saying that the controversy is beneath her, so don't even worry about it. You're you're better than than whatever the fuck these people are trying to do to you. But yeah, it's you know it is kind of like um some shit like like where I can't understand how people strip her of her humanity mm-hmm. because we're attracted to her, and then those white girls right. maybe because people aren't that attracted or people don't want them to be attracted to her. Right. You know. Um maybe people are sitting around like oh no this is different now but Mm-mm, you know this isn't same. a magazine cover this is an album cover this isn't her taking a photo opportunity with fans this is like her private shit man i don't understand the disconnect and why people ran with it like that because it was just so fucked up and the same people like literally the same people that were also like staunch this is a takedown of women. Like this is a feminist issue now. Uh huh. sitting up here clapping. Out. Yeah, they were clapping it up for her. You know, not and not and and it's like by proxy, you're clapping it up for the person who stole those pictures. Right. And hopefully, you know, that picture isn't her, and it's not you know something where she should uh, feel ashamed. But even if it is, you know, it's none of your fucking business. Why are you promoting this shit? And why are you out here, you know, contributing to what I think is, uh, you know, the point that the hackers wanted, you know, the invasion of her privacy. Um, You know, not to mention, like, people were saying, like, oh, look at her titties, the way they sagging out. That's terrible. That's not what I want. So now you got all this body shaming. You know what I mean? Now you got all this body shaming that they were just, like, you you just now you you're having a fight over her body right when you're not even supposed to be seeing this shit you know so it was crazy now i, I mean we'll see what bloggers and shit say because mm-hmm. one of the things is once you say the picture's not yours that kind of diffuses some of the response to it anyway because people are gonna be like well then if it's not her then i guess i won't be you know what am i gonna say you know but um I will be interested to see which of these bloggers takes up the Jill Scott, the latest in a long line of celebrities that blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, I would like to see that, see what happened. Um, cause I feel like that's going to fall on deaf ears and you won't see as big a defense of her as you deal with Mm-mm. Jennifer Lawrence and Ariana Grande. Is there going to be an FBI and, investigation? Huh? Yes. Yeah. I don't think you'll see an FBI mm-hmm. investigation. I don't see, think you'll see Twitter accounts deleted off of, 
uh, Twitter for publishing the pictures like they did with um, the Jennifer Lawrence pictures and shit. Like, Mm-mm. you know, I feel like, you know, this is going to be completely downplayed and not treated as well. And it won't be a huge, like, galvanizing of, you know, the media to, like, come get these people. But even even in that case, um, they pretty much are done with um, the Jennifer Lawrence shit. Like, they, they stopped writing about it already because I mm-hmm. think we're so desensitized to nudity and shit. It's like, we're over it. We saw our titties in the ass. All right, bye. Cool. Got it. But, uh, yeah, man, it's, you know, it's one of those things where uh, I saw a lot of black women that were riding hard for the rights of these girls and feminists in general. And uh, the same black women, totally different response. Like, this isn't a, oh, white feminists didn't come help. It's a, mm-hmm. like... If they did, they would they would be out of pocket because the people that would normally complain about how white feminists don't say anything were the ones going, yes, this is what I'm talking about. Look at Jill Scott, who got hacked. You know what I mean? Like, this, I can't even blame it on anybody else. Like, it was us. It was black women. You know, it was black people who were going, yay, look at these pictures. Regardless of how we saw them, we saw them. But that's most, that was a lot of people's from of mind. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm surprised that, I don't know. I was very surprised to see so many people could participating in that shit, man. Like I went to bed. Like I just went and took a nap. Like, fuck it. I don't want to fight people. Uh, and I don't want to ask them about their principles and shit. Cause you know, they always turn on the guy who's like, Hey man, in this kind of the opposite of what y'all did 48 hours ago. Right. You know what all I mean? Of, all of a sudden you, you're the one that's wrong for even bringing the shit up. Right. Cause if you're like, you know, if you're kind of against the trend at the moment, I mean, typically cooler heads prevail eventually, but if you're against the trend at the moment, then you're either the party pooper guy who's like, guys, this is a woman's privacy that's being violated. And y'all are out here clapping it up. Or if, if you, or if not, then you become like, you're not going to tell me. I can't say that she, all right, cool. I'm not trying to fight y'all. But just know that this is some hypocritical bullshit. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they were sharing the images, and um, yeah, I guess she finally said that the first one's her, and the second one's not. But yeah, some shady shit, man. Um, what's funny about this? Really ironic. This comes like less than twelve hours after a lot of Black Twitter was very, very pissed off with this new study um this project that was being announced dsail black twitter project um where basically people are going to study the trends and stuff of black twitter because you know our tweets are public we don't own them Mm -mm. ibm.com is supporting this shit um the media impact project.org apparently media impact project.org is um doing this the research project is conducted in partnership with media impact project a global hub for collecting developing and distributing the smartest approaches and best tools for measuring the impact of media um they uh put the professors at the bottom it was weird because they said like three men but it's three white dudes and a black lady um and for some reason people skipped over the black woman like she not part of it but right that was there was like three white men did the study. I looked down and I was like, and this black lady who says project owner over her name. Um, I don't know. You know, like if she's in charge of the shit, she's in charge, right? Like mm-hmm. 
can we not in our rush to like shit on these people just, can we just not skip over the fact that uh she might be the head of this um for good or bad right. whether she gets all the blame or the credit she's still a black woman that's in charge like you know say something about that that counts um like i don't know if it's like you can't study black twitter if you're not black maybe that's where some of the backlash is coming from but um basically they summed it up by saying what was funny is that they, it's almost impossible to track black twitter because black twitter doesn't really identify itself it's not Mm-mm. everybody walking around like hashtag black twitter everything we say like no and 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 the thing about it is that it's just a group of people like mm-hmm. like a group of people that interact with each other constantly and the thing about it is that it's different subsection of it yeah like i don't think people it's like it's people. this is all study that there's this is all stuff that they're going to study okay uh, it says the television viewership expands across multiple channels, platforms, and services. Audience researchers are turning to social media services such as Twitter to complement uh, traditional method media metrics. Conventionally, social media analytics focuses on population level characteristics such as total number of tweets and retweets containing a particular keyword or hashtag. We believe that this approach vastly understates the range of practices and thematic diversity among Twitter audiences. Furthermore, such micro macro scale views are easily manipulated and difficult to compare across different types of programming. I agree. You know, like think about Game of Thrones. There's a huge segment of black people that watch Game of Thrones who use the hashtag them thrones. Right. HBO probably doesn't even measure that shit. They probably mm-hmm. don't even know. Right. They were like, we don't have enough black fans. Let's release a rap album with, <laughs> they should have been like, ah. let's work with the Blackout Tips podcast because that shit is what's pumping this Dem Thrones thing the hardest, you know. Uh, but it's, but because they're so media blind to it, they don't know. Right, you know? the same thing with the strain. A lot of people yeah. call it that strain. Yeah, well, to a much lesser extent. But right, you know, the, you know what else is funny is, that I was saying is, of course they're studying Black Twitter. You niggas have been fi- getting people fired. Yeah. And once you start exhibiting power like that, white people are going to study the fuck out of what just lost my job. White people in the unemployment line, like, I just tweeted something racist about Africa. I hopped on a plane. I got off a plane. I don't got a job. Right. Somebody got to look into this. Right. Like, what is going on? Anthony Cumia is talking shit on Twitter. Next thing you know, he can't come to work Monday. Right. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, this isn't not, this isn't your old school shit, you know? Uh, Piers Morgan gets into a fight. Twitter galvanizes behind, uh, uh, um, uh, trans, I believe it was a transgender lady or something. Mm-hmm. And motherfucker got going out here and apologize. Like, mm-hmm. black Twitter power is real. Um, and it's not coordinated by any one person. Mm-mm. Um, you know, I did tweet at the study, hey, if you guys are looking for a leader of black Twitter, let me know. Oh, Lord. I will take the credit and the money. Mm. Um, but you know, they went out organizing, got a grant and got some money. And I'm sure some of this shit is, you know, a lot of people have backlash to this, like pretty heavy backlash. Um, some of it may be because black people want to be the ones studying black Twitter and organizing from like within and out inside and controlling the narrative. Or some people just say, Hey, I don't want to be studied just cause I'm black. Doesn't mean you get to fucking observe and report everything I do. Right. And I think it also boils down to a lot of black people. They like, God damn it. Anything we do got to be fucking studied. Mm-hmm. We're not the, we're a small subsection of Twitter, but mm-hmm. everything we do has got to be studied. Right. Um, 
So it's currently developing a multi-method approach to studying public discourse on Twitter that explores both mac- macro and micro-scale activities simultaneously in order to draw out particular active, engaged neighborhoods within the po- larger population. Among the many different ways that audiences incorporate Twitter into their media e- ecologies, live tweeting is one of the most promising for researchers. Live tweeting refers to an open-ended discussion among casual viewers, producers, critics, fans, and anti-fans alike that unfolds in response to television programming in connection with real-time viewing. From sporting events to award shows to original content, this sort of real-time activity offers a unique opportunity for researchers to listen in on live commentary from thousands of viewers at once. So, um, you know, they say... Sometimes millions, depending on what the topic is. Mm-hmm. Um... In pursuit of generalizable set of best practices for audience research on social media, DSAIL is working toward an understanding of highly active sub-community on Twitter users often self-identified as black Twitter. This case study turns into a tricky classification problem. Not everyone who is a part of black Twitter uh, uh, or not everyone who is who is identifies as black is part of black Twitter. Right. Nor does everyone participating in black Twitter identify as black. Right. In spite of this ambiguity, ambiguity coverage of black Twitter in the popular and trade press has exploded during the last year. The community is credited with mobilizing attention around various variety of news and entertainment events, including attracting millions of new viewers to network drama, the network drama scandal, drawing national news coverage to the killing of Trayvon Martin. Yeah. Like, there's another thing. They're like, well, why are they studying us? There was just millions of people around the the, the world, world doing the moment of silence for black victims of of, of police violence. That that w- that has never been done before. And, yes, someone's going to look into it. Right. And uh, especially with the Michael Brown case, you had people on other parts of the world standing in solidarity you had uh, people from other parts of the world saying, hey, you know what, they do mustard gas, this is what you do. Like, like, like that shit that I don't think would have ever happened if it wasn't for people saying, I'm tired and I'm angry and I'm going to tweet about this shit. Well, not just that, but, you know, Feminist to Jones and people organize that. Right. So then they go, well, why are they looking into us? That's power. That's what power begets. Like, people going to look into this power and how they're also going to look at how to monetize it how to uh use it for their own purposes um how to use it for shit that makes money for them specifically right because some people uh make hashtags and they don't realize that it's just a bad concept from the beginning like every hashtag isn't isn't smart and intelligent and they don't know how to do it where it, it trends like it does what do you mean like you know how they be like ask robin thick and you be like no that's that's not oh, smart yeah, to ask nypd mm-hmm. and you know mcdonald's like sometimes people go well let's do a hashtag but they don't realize that it's a purpose behind the hashtag or the hashtag has got to be something that's going to catch people like you said it also will improve people's marketing like you said if you're going to do a hashtag you're going to be smarter if you actually understand how it's developed, how it's created, what trends, what doesn't trend, what works, what doesn't work. And that's me. And that makes sense. Yeah. I think they're looking at it from that perspective, like, you know, what, what goes viral and stuff, of course. But, mm-hmm. you know, I really think it's more about just what can we do to capitalize on the fact that people are doing this shit for free and right. it doesn't cost us anything, but you know, a little bit of time to study this. Um, 
they basically what's funny is the way that they're gonna look through the um through the to analyze it is they're gonna use the hashtag scandal to see who's tweeting about scandal and then spread out from there which is funny because you know not everybody on black twitter watches scandal but it's funny that Mm-mm. that's the one that they chose you know i would have chose bet awards but you know right because that would make more sense mm-hmm. uh, but uh yeah i, I mean I saw people very upset about this. They felt like their privacy was invaded, which is kind of weird because, you know, I, I, I will always be confused and I think I'm just going to have to tap out and say, I don't get it. You're using a public platform, um, that, right. You didn't create and you have doesn't no promise control. you anything and right. is going to find a way to make money off of you at some point. Mm-hmm. So I just never really understand the outrage when it's like, and so and so was looking at people's tweets like, yeah, they they have they can do that because that's a, what it's a public account. Yeah, you could make it private. You know, there's settings on here that you can, if you don't want to be tracked or participate in this shit, you can kind of do that. But even still, I guarantee you, there's writing in those agreements where they're like, man, we could take your private shit and be like, look, it's on our platform and we're putting it out here. Mm-hmm. They could probably use our tweets and ads like. To me, none of this is invasive because I don't own this shit. It's theirs. Right. You know, um, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of understand and, uh, I just don't have a rage about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, now I'm also not a part of black academia, so I'm not looking for to be included in these white studies or nope. I, I have no white, like, counterparts that i need to feel equal to when it comes to this kind of shit mm-hmm. which i imagine could be another level of like anger and inferior inferiority like complex right. like why didn't how, y'all we're ask both, us well not not why didn't you ask us but we're both peers we work together but you're kind of studying me yeah yeah like that's got to be a weird like we're colleagues but your project is to look at black people and how they tweet you know, are we really equals? You're looking at me like a fucking research subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, most research uh, projects that study people will ask for participation, let you know they be aware of it. Yeah, and then, you don't have to do that with this. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people, it was like, you're not asking people to say, hey, here's access to my account. You're just going out there looking and observing. But they're like, hey, you're putting it out there. We're just observing. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting, man. And it was very telling that some of the same people that were fucking livid about this study, because how dare you invade my privacy on this public platform and talk about my tweets, which is weird. But, uh, yes, honey, look at these pictures of Jill Scott's titties. Like, wow. Wow. All in the same day. Yeah. Like that, that just just feels ironic. Like I said, Maybe I'm just tired because it was just one of them days I was like, let me get the fuck off of here because I don't know what y'all are doing right now. Um, We have more news. Uh, Joe Biden uh, was talking about ISIS and he says we're going to follow them to the gates of hell. Uh Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. He gave a speech. When these barbarians replicated with Stephen what they did with Foley who is from New Hampshire, uh, they somehow think that it's going to lessen U.S. resolve, frighten us, intimidate us. 
But uh, if they think the American people will be intimidated, they don't know us very well. We came back after 9-11. We dusted ourselves off, and we made sure that Osama bin Laden would never, ever again threaten the American people. We came back, Boston strong, blaming no one but resolve to be certain that this didn't happen again. Today, America may be grieving, <clears throat> still grieving from Jim Foley, a native of New Hampshire, as I said, who grew up in Rochester. But the American people are so much stronger, so, so much more resolved, than any enemy can fully understand. As a nation, we're united. And when people harm Americans, we don't retreat. We don't forget. We take care of those who are grieving. And when that's finished, they should know we will follow them to the gates of hell until they are brought to justice. Because hell is where they will reside. Hell is where they will reside. Damn. Put a strong words down. Next Uncle time Joe. Have, next time I have some podcasts, we want to go to Joe Biden. Right. He got them bars. See if we can get him to say something on, on the subject. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's insane, man. Like, it's, uh, it's also weird because, like, I don't know what or how we're going to kill ISIS. Like, I, you know, ISIS I don't know the is rules. Everywhere. Who know? Who know who's in ISIS? Who's out of ISIS? Yeah, I just haven't been following it. Maybe it's something real simple and just go over there and drone some people wrong. to death. Do they but, send a resume in? I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know how you beat somebody that every time you kill a bunch of them, they just go on TV with a camera and be like, "We're gonna kill another journalist." All right, right. You know, like, do they have an infinite supply of kidnapped white people over there? Because apparently so. Seems like every couple of weeks we just they release a new mixtape of killing a motherfucker mm-hmm. uh renisha mcbride's killer uh has been sentenced to 17 years for second degree murder uh remember he was convicted by a jury early in august mm-hmm. um people were like who how much time is he gonna get 17 years she was 19 years old um i don't know the sentencing terms i don't know if yeah, it's but the um, stipulations of it yeah yeah um According to the reporting, is much harsher than his attorneys were hoping for. Uh, his 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 uh, attorneys are quoted as saying they they were asking for six years, so um, it's eleven years more than that. Um, but uh, yeah, good, get him off the streets, man. You know, I'm glad to see that he's um, that he's off of the streets because even if it was a uh, a uh, complete misunderstanding. You need to have some gun discipline. Right. Can't just be pulling the trigger at anything and everything just cause. Nope. Um, and uh, yeah, there was really no excuse for what he did. Uh, Iggy Azalea's "Fancy" is the official song of the summer. Uh, 2014, five guys. Uh, Fancy. That's what we. That's where we at, guys. The realest rapper in the game. Now, I'm not that surprised because honestly, if you look at every it was summer. On every damn. Um, that's not what I was going to say, but go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if you look at probably every summer, it's probably some kind of 
whack poppy song that is the summer you know like right like call me maybe was a song of the summer like two yeah, years ago or whatever yeah, true. like it's probably never some deep profound shit we're gonna mm. it's not like kendrick lamar's rigor mortis was the song of the summer oh no like it's always gonna be like come get it bae or some shit you know <laughs> but uh for those who haven't heard it it's like my first casio beat First things first, I'm the realest, realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it, let feel it. And I'm still in the murder business, like I hold you down, like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. You want a bad bitch? All right, that's all I can take. Um, the St. Patrick's Parade will let gays march in 2015. That was a big deal earlier this year. People were having controversy. Uh, will they get to march in 2015? Uh, kind of glad. You know, like, uh, hopefully nothing happens, obviously. But, uh, I never understood why, um, gay people had to separate from the idea of being Irish. Like, right. Like, that was what was weird to me is people kept trying to make it this separate thing. Like, these gay groups want to go march on, on our parade, St. Patrick's Day parade. Like, so wait, no Irish people are gay? Right. None of them. Zero. There's none. Like, you can have floats for all kinds of other Irish people that are segmented off, but somehow the float for the gay people just can never get in because it's, it's way too separate. And then mm. people would be like, well, this is a kind of a religious thing. The, the, the parade where everyone gets fucking shit faced? Right. Are we serious? Where people are fucking in the streets? Come on now. Come on, man. What are y'all talking about? Ain't nothing sacred about this shit. Let them let them people march, man. Uh, so yeah, they get the march in the St. Patrick's Day parade, which is uh, good for them, man. Um, sounded like they were trying to be like it's a distraction. Distraction from what the fucking? Uh, yeah, that's my Tony Dungeonism. Anytime gay people want to do something, it's a distraction. Uh, Michaela Maroney, uh, who people might know from uh, the Olympics, she's the one that made that face when she came in second or whatever. And people always send it around. Uh, well, she was part of the nude photos that were hacked and posted online this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to her, she initially called the photos fake on Twitter, which, you know, is already, um, like, I've, I've been saying, man, I think some of these people are lying about it being fake. Right. Whether they're trying to, like, just cover it up, whether they feel ashamed or, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what these people are trying to do. They're trying to shame these women. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence like, yep. Everybody was like, nope, nope, right. nope. But, but I'm I, like, if the most famous person says yes, yes I, the odds I, I, of everybody else having fake pictures. I don't believe that. That's right. These these are you. These are you people. Yeah. And then some of these people were so young. I was like. Uh, y'all better not be saving these pictures to your hard drive. Well, come to find out, with Kaylee Maroney's picture, she says she was under 18. Even though she denied it and said it was fake, um, her lawyers, representing the gymnast, sent a letter to porn.com informing them that Maroney was under the age of 18 in the photos currently hosted on their site and demanded that they be removed immediately. So. Yeah, because a lot of these chicks were really, really young. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reddit moderator sent a message out September 2nd, also banning any further posting of Maroney's new photos. Keep in mind, Reddit only has two rules. Never put any public information that will identify yourself on there and never post child porn. Right. Other than that, Reddit is like a free fall. So yeah, y'all that, uh, 
or into that leak shit, probably got a Chris Hansen visit coming in the future. Yeah, you do. Um, so that that was very uh very weird. Um let's see. Oh, also, um one of the Reddits tried to make it where like you pay to see Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence's uh naked pictures. It was called a fappening fundraiser. And they were going to donate all the money to Prostate Cancer Foundation. Uh, the Prostate, Prostate Cancer Foundation said um, th- they are returning all donations. They will not accept that money. And can you blame them? Yep. I mean, what, what are you supposed to do? Take take this money from this woman being humiliated? No. You know? Like, that's the thing. I guess once the pics are out there, people are like, better make a good thing. You know, better to uh, make something positive out of something bad. But it's like, nah, it's still scheming. Still scummy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're returning the money. Um, let's see what else happened. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, Principal got fed up with twerking, so he canceled the homecoming dance, and he blamed Miley Cyrus. What? Yep. Uh, in a letter to the editor at the Bennington Banner, M-A-U-H-S, is located in Bennington, Vermont, uh, McGuire, the principal, explains that there will be no more dances until these dang teens find a more suitable way to dance. Well, you ain't going to have no more dances never, never, never again, sir. <laughs> the kids going to always do something that adults be like, what the fuck is this? Over the past couple of years, since Miley Cyrus took the stage, twerking at the 2013 MTV Video Music Awards, our students' dancing behavior has crossed the line of what we can condone as appropriate behavior at a school. Twerking is dancing uh, to popular music in a sexually provocative manner involving a low squatting stance and thrusting movements, students do not face one another or remain with the same person for the length of the song. If you have, ah! if you haven't seen twerking, I would encourage you to research this online. Jack your dick. Uh, students do not face one another or remain with the same person for the length of the song. What is happening to the world? Uh-oh. He 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 he! Done, he ain't seen children grind or anything like that. Like He's, I don't get this. He says we have been asked why we don't just stop it. Try to picture our cafeteria with four hundred to five hundred students in tight clusters of about eighty students. It is very difficult to get in the middle of the clusters to monitor every student who is dancing inappropriately. So no more dances at all. He's like fuck it. We just banning them, huh? Yeah, twerking out of control, Karen. All because of Molly. Worry, all because of Molly. I'm kind of glad. See, people got mad at her for appropriating it, but now black people can't get blamed for it. And I thought it was probably a white school. Yep. Pocatello, Idaho, the professor who accidentally fired a gun at the Idaho, on the Idaho State University campus, shot himself in the foot. Oh, and see, this is why I don't fuck with guns, because I can see myself doing some bullshit like this. He has an enhanced concealed carry permit that was allowed, and was allowed to carry the gun under a new Idaho law that went into effect July 1st. Already shot himself. (laughs) Uh, 4 p.m. Tuesday, uh, public safety received a call about an accidental discharge of a concealed weapon in the physical science building. A student said the gun went off in the middle of class. Oh. It was a small caliber handgun. It was in the professor's pants pocket. That was not displayed at the time. They said the professor was able to leave on his own accord. He was treated and released from the hospital. Isn't it illegal to have guns on campuses? Karen, I literally just read the new Idaho law that went into effect July 1st is how he was allowed to carry the gun. Because <laughs> I was like, this shit 
don't make no sense. Okay. I, oh, I thought you said, I was like, okay. But I was like, but isn't it still not allowed on campus? But this rule basically said you can carry a gun. And then the motherfucker shot themselves. So, um, you think they're going to put that band back up? I doubt it, man. Like, well, that's the thing about these gun shit with the NRA. You never can go backwards. You know, what's the last time we went backwards? The assault weapons ban? That shit got overturned. Like, they just didn't renew it. Like, we never go backwards with gun legislation here. No one ever goes, actually, now the motherfuckers are shooting themselves in the foot in the middle of class. Maybe it's not a good idea for professors to have guns. Right. What happened if he accidentally shot a fucking student? Mm-hmm. They would have defended that, too. Uh, no one was evacuated from the building. And several other students our reporter spoke with said that they were upset they were not notified. So they can get out of class, probably. Right. Um, so, yeah, no emergency alert went out. Just professor shot himself. Carry on as usual. Mm, this is not going to end well at all. Mm-hmm. What if, like, a, like, you know what it is, what it's going to take is, you know how people like so-and-so shot up to school? It's going to really take a teacher with a gun shooting up a school before people go, Right. Oh, yeah, I guess that's, uh. This is not smart. No guns should be banned on campuses. Period. Yep. So, yeah, seems stupid. Um, I think I did. We already covered this study where women can be as addicted to online porn as guys. Mm-mm. Yeah, study says women can be as addicted to online porn as as guys. Mm-hmm. Some even more because mm-hmm. women enjoy sex too. Uh, it's definitely more of a dude hobby, but when it comes to when it becomes more than a hobby and slips into addiction, both genders are equally susceptible. I believe that. New research from Duisburg ISN University in Germany found that men and women who watch porn have the same risk of psychological dependency. In other words, they're not talking about casual, I watch it every once in a while viewers. Think Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Don John. I tried to watch that movie. It was like two seconds in and I was like, this is just a bad movie. It looked terrible. It went like way too hard. Like, once you were talking out loud to the porn, I know it was a TV thing or something, cause I, or maybe it was, like, his thought process or something, but it was a little too over the top for your boy. Like, he was really sitting down with his porn, like, yeah, show me them titties. Like, what are we doing here exactly? <laughs> Who jacks off like this? Uh, the study involved 102 straight women, half of them regular porn viewers and half of them not. After they were all shown 100 pornographic pictures, cravings and arousal levels were higher among the porn users than the non-users. Well, I mean, doesn't that make sense, though? Mm-hmm. I mean, because the people that don't watch porn at all, like, this is the problem I have with these studies, by the way, is that they normalize this idea that non-arousal should be the baseline and non-sexual, like, stimulation is the baseline because we still live in a puritanical society where... A person wanting to have sex is considered bad. Right. So it's this idea like, oh, you watch porn? What's wrong with you, sick motherfucker? You should watch it once in a while if you have to, but then just know that sweet baby Jesus is judging you. You know, like, um. Right, and especially with women, you know, women ain't supposed to like sex. Your only time you should quote unquote supposed to be turned on is by your man and you know, your body is just used to bear children. Yeah. He's called, and then also these studies always come with this like new, like it always comes from these people that are actually like, if you follow their, what they're into, they're almost always anti-porn. Right. Meaning this guy calls the, the dude, Dr. Matthias Brand, 
uh, who's the psychology researcher who authored the study, he calls porn the new cocaine. Oh, don't it mean the old cocaine? Listen, Karen, the new cocaine? Motherfuckers is losing their house with the porn now, dog. I lost everything. My family. Because of porn. My house. I couldn't stop jacking off. It just, I had to go to work, but I just said, you know what, fuck it, I'd rather jack off all day. I can't do it, guys. I need to go make me a sandwich, but I said, fuck it, I'd rather jack off. I lost my kids because of porn, guys. I lost my car. I snorted all the porn in the house. Um, what's more, factors like relationship status and number of sexual contacts didn't have any effect on the results. Researchers only studied women under the age of 30, so it's unclear whether porn addiction is just a young and horny thing. They haven't announced any plans to experiment with the middle-aged crowd. so yeah. and, and maybe just me. Whenever people do like studies like this, I want like an in-depth study, you know, a hundred people, that's not a lot to me. You know, like if you like mm. if you really want to do a real, real study, and you need women of different ages and ethnicities. You know, what were all these women white or black? Like, like maybe this is just me. Like, if you really want a true uh, idea of how women view porn, a fifty-year-old British man died after a vibrator became stuck in his rectum. Oh, uh, Nigel Willis, who was unemployed and lived with his elderly mother, was rushed to the hospital December third, two thousand thirteen. After a sex toy got stuck inside of him for five days. Five days? Willis, who was diabetic, became progressively weaker and was unable to move from his couch during that time. He only sought assistance after a friend learned of the problem and begged him to get help. Doctors said that the vibrator had per- perforated the man's bowels. Ugh. Put a hole in his ass. Oh, well, did, did it just own, like, I mean, the battery didn't die? I don't, what, what? I don't know I'm about confused. a battery. It sounded like he punctured his ass, baby. The the bowels, you know, the the pipe of your butt. Oh. Doesn't sound like no. it had anything to do with it vibrating. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, because I, mean, I was a, like, five foreign, days, goddamn, double A batteries didn't die? It's a foreign object. It didn't say <laughs> he was sitting on the couch shaking. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Why would you think that? I was thinking, goddamn, turn it off. <laughs> Doctor said that the vibrator had perforated the man's bowels. Willis d- developed septic shock and suffered multiple organ failure. The coroner ruled his condition deteriorated over a lengthy stay in the ICU. He died February 7th. The main cause of death is just the abdomen injury, the injury to the bowel, said the assistant coroner. Damn. Dildoed himself to death. <laughs> Terrible way to go out. It is. Um... All right, uh, let's get into um, our games, okay? Been jibber jabbering long enough. Um, fucking with black people time. Um, actually, do I still have Ferguson stories? Because mm-hmm. we got through all of them last time, but I think two more popped up. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, where's my where's my stupid ass Ferguson music? Son of a bitch. Hmm. Where's my list? Oh, there we go. All right. We're just Ferguson and black people. We're just Ferguson and blacks. We're just Ferguson. Ferguson black people. That's right, guys. It's the game I hate. Let's go. Let's get it over with. Uh, AP source, uh, U.S. to investigate the Ferguson police. 
The Justice Department plans to open an investigation into the practices of the Ferguson Police Department following an officer shooting last month of an unarmed black man in a Missouri town. A person said the investigation could be announced as early as Thursday. Good. That's not 100 for me. Look into these motherfuckers. Nothing but bad stories have been coming out the more they look into them. Right. You know, so good, good, good. And the last one was... um, there's new photos of Darren Wilson from like his wedding and social media. Cause I guess he locked down his accounts and tried to take all this shit out. Um, the only thing I noticed from it is that he's big as shit. So all these motherfuckers that kept talking about some Michael Brown, this huge six, four kid, he was a weapon. He was a living. This dude was an armed police officer. Who's also big as fuck. It's the tallest picture person in every picture of him. Now, unless the rest of the people in these pictures are fucking hobbits, I don't see any reason why uh he needed to be intimidated of a six foot four kid. You know, <laughs> when he's six when he's big as fuck himself. Um, so, you know, I just thought that was really interesting. Um, uh, that, you know, folks, you know, folks run with that whole, what could you do? You almost gotta kill him. He's just so big. Um, uh, fuck you. Anyway, a hundred for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh we haven't done an actual fucking with black people story in a while, so I'm gonna do one. Okay. Um here is uh this man has been around a lot lately. Mark Lamont Hill goes on TV and argues with people. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna play the whole clip. All right, the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge might have changed awareness, raising forever. Uh, the latest incarnation isn't raising money for a disease, though. Instead, this one carries a message. Take a look. So I'm hearing there's a new challenge going on, right? Somebody named Charles challenged a friend of mine, Mike, and then Mike challenged myself. So now I'm challenging Robert, Nick, and Proshon. Y'all ready to see what the new challenge is? Pull your damn pants up. He was sagging, pulls his pants up, tightens his belt. That's the challenge. Quicker in our communities to talk about racial profiling, about how the cops are targeting young black men. But what we don't want to focus on is what we're doing to contribute to the problem, even if just a little bit. We need to start thinking about how we represented ourselves, how we talk, how we act, how we deal with police. We need to stop talking, acting, and living like thugs and start talking, acting, and living like men. Stop making a conscious decision to fit the description. All right, Malik King is the man in that video, and he's joining us right now in New York. Good to see you. Good to see you, ma'am. How are you? I'm good. So what's been the reception um, from this challenge? Are, are you seeing that, you know, young men are pulling up their pants more or anyone commenting to you about uh, the video challenge you issued? How come these dudes never have facial hair? Brothers with no facial hair. What is what is it about them? <laughs> it's like, come on, dog. You all, like, I don't have facial hair because I don't want the white man to think that I'm crazy. Well, ma'am, uh, I'm noticing that there are people who approve of the challenge. Just are there are people who disapprove of the challenge. Uh, since I issued the challenge, I mean, I've had an overwhelming amount of support from people. Uh, friend requests, over 3,000 friend requests, just inboxes just telling me that they support the challenge and they support what it stands for. 
You know, it is a challenge that is forcing individuals to think about the way that they choose to represent themselves and how uh, your presentation can influence, you know, uh, perception. So what's the message in your view that is being sent when a young man wears his pants? It's no longer just slightly, you know, below the waistline. Now it's all the way, like, under the butt, you know, right about the thigh area. What's the message that's being sent in your view? What are they trying to say? Well, what I'm trying to say, ma'am, is that this trend is not something that began in... He didn't answer her question. She asked, what are they trying to say by sagging their pants so low? Um, and he's like, what I'm trying to say is this. The hip-hop culture, like some like to say, it's not a trend that began somewhere in the black community. This is a trend that began in prison. And we know for various reasons it began in prison. And um, I don't think that any trend that comes from prison, a negative place, is something that we should be um, allowing to continue. It's not something that we should be willing to enforce. It should be something that we want to keep in prison where it belongs. It doesn't belong with, uh, with the society. Malcolm Little turned to Malcolm X in prison. All right, well, I'm going to open this up and invite a couple more people to the panel and talk some more about this. Let's bring in Tara Sethmeyer. Let's bring in some black people to argue with you and get the bow jangling. Mm. A co-host of Real News on the Blaze TV and CNN political commentator Mark Lamont Hill also back. So, Mark, let me hear from you because apparently I hear... Hey, Mark Lamont Hill eating good, dog. Like, mm -hmm. anytime it's racist shit happening, he is reasonable brother, reasonable brother number one. Uh, running up in here to be like, yeah, this is stupid. You don't like this challenge. Why? I, I, I disagree with its premise, and I disagree with the belief that this has anything to do with black young black men being criminalized. I saw the campaign. I saw the full 44-second uh, clip, and I also read the description. And it suggests, and, and, and the brother just said it a little bit right now, that somehow uh, there's a connection between black male profiling and our pants being sagging. Well, the truth is, before black people pulled their pants down, they were still getting locked up. So there's absolutely no connection between the two. The idea that it begins in prison is actually an urban myth, an urban legend. There's absolutely no evidence to, su to su suggest that. But even if it did, that still doesn't justify police profiling. And my concern is that if we continue to tell young black men that they can behave or dress or otherwise demonstrate their way out of police oppression or police uh, abuse, then we're blaming the victim here. People can make good, healthy choices like not committing crimes, like going to school, all that good stuff. But pulling your pants down has absolutely nothing to do with police. And I think it's a dangerous message we send. So Malik? Well, what I have to say. Uh, Y'all trying to argue, Negro? That is um, being an African-American from the ghetto myself and just seeing what I see in my community on a daily basis seeing how we are destroying our own communities. Now, I understand, and I, I agree 100%, that uh, racial profiling is a big issue. I understand that. I also understand that racism is a big issue. I understand that. I also understand that there are crooked cops out there who may not have anything better to do but target young black men. I understand that's not a popular opinion, but that also does happen. That is also true. But I like to think of things from both sides of the coin. If you have a strong police presence in your community, on one hand, it could be because maybe... Both sides of the coin, though? You just said all this racism, racial profiling, and police being crooked. But let's look at the other side. <laughs> I can't play more of this. I'm sorry. 400. Okay. Mm-hmm. You okay? Mm-hmm. It's a hundred. Okay. Well, that's yeah, it. it's yeah, it's yeah, it's mm, I I it just it just fucking annoys me when uh people just say dumb shit like pull up your pants is gonna solve 
all the problems against black people. Right. If you want to do better in school, you need to pull your pants up. Yeah, fuck you. Black people are not a monolith, just like white people are not a monolith. You don't want to be raped, pull your pants up. Right. I don't give what the fuck he has on. He's still the part. It's, 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 I don't know. It's almost like if you sag your pants, you're less than a human being. And mm-hmm. you, you deserve whatever happens to you because you sag your goddamn pants. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Like, you're going to come up there and be like, yo, man, cops planted a fucking key of coke in my trunk, and now they're trying to set me up to go to prison. Well, how how much were your pants pulled up? What? Yeah, what 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 does that have to do with anything? And also, what you, and also, my personal opinion, what you're implying too, is that they're not intelligent. Yeah, it's very. What did you have on? Right. Very. What did you have on? Um, you know, my pants weren't pulled down. They couldn't see my pants in the car when I got pulled over. Um. So anyway, uh, last guess, last fucking with black people. A clown hurling racist comments at a family visiting Delta Fair. Tonight, that clown's off the job, but his act is still delighting or perhaps disturbing fairgoers. WMC Action News 5 investigator Janice approaches live with both sides of a bizarre story. Janice? Well, you can see the Delta Fair is going strong behind me on this Labor Day holiday weekend. And one family from Atoka wanted to enjoy the day and they say a clown went too far. And we heard over the loudspeaker, someone said, hey, nappyhead. And so what? when we heard that, we kind of... Mm-hmm. Yep. This homie the clown, what's happening here? Ha! <laughs> homie the clown. Don't, Don't mess around. Because we didn't know who they were talking to. It soon became... I, 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 she said he didn't know who he was talking to. Come on. Come on, lady. You know who he was talking to. You. The black people. Right. When we heard that, we kind of looked at each other because we didn't know who they were talking to. It soon became clear. And he was like, yeah, I'm talking to you, Shanaynay. You know, and he was like, you, know, um, you got, you My look unbelievable. It was the clown at the dunk tank at the Delta Fair, and he didn't stop. You got cheap weave. You must have got it from the Dollar Tree. It was supposed to be a day of fun for this oh, family from a so. D.L. Hughley? Why, they don't sell weave. Not yet, anyway. Mm-hmm. coming soon. sisters, a brother-in-law, and three children ranging in age from 8 to 10 years old. I've never experienced anything like that before, so I was really, I think, humiliated. I felt real disrespected, you know, because I'm out here with my wife and my children. Isn't that receiving hairline? <laughs> The family said they understood the dunk tank clown is hurling insults on purpose to lure people over. There are even signs explaining that's the deal, but they think he went too far. We try to promote the Delta Fair as clean, safe, and family-friendly. And then when you have this guy making comments, I mean, we try to keep the comments uh, funny, uh, but without uh, sexual connotation or without racial connotation. Are you ready to do a show? He's ready now. The Delta Fair does have a lot of things for families to do at no charge other than the entrance fee. Mark Lovell, president of the Delta Fair, told me the Midway Company runs the dunk tank. The clown that insulted the Atoka family was fired from the dunk tank. A new clown has taken over. I understand the premise of the dunk booth, that you're trying to coax people to come over and, and do the activity, but... I felt like the comments were disrespectful as well as racist. Now, the Delta Fair refunded that Atoka family's entrance fees of more than $100. The new dunk tank clown seems to be acting much better. 
The Delta Fair continues through this weekend. Live at the Delta Fair, Janice Broach, WMC Action News 5. So we... Oh, sorry. That Action News 5. So we'd like to know what you think about this fair act. Is it harmless fun or... Oh, who gives a fuck? All right, I don't know why I skipped to that. Uh, yeah, that's hilarious. Uh... <laughs> yeah, what do you what do you think about the about the clown calling the niggas out? Tell us what you think, white people. Yeah, I, I had to give it a seventy five because some of the jokes was funny and <laughs> I, the I might have let them go. Honestly, I might have let it go. But uh, yeah, but it, you, at least they gave me a hundred. They were like, look, we gonna give you a hundred dollars back because mm-hmm. uh, that's cheaper than your ass suing us. Wonder what happened. You were seeing some gay people or something. Listen, you two Kansas City queers. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, is that a rainbow I see over your heads? You throw like a girl, sister. <laughs> uh, those sparkles I see on your eyelashes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I could have got real messed up, man. Um, it must be raining men over there. What are you two guys doing? You know, it's funny, too, is like, that w- like the it makes people want to throw it throw it at you and duck you in the water, but like you just got dunked in the water. That's it. Like you lucky somebody didn't just wait for you to get off work. Whoop your ass. Be like, uh yeah, uh I got something worse than the water. Or duck your ass in these these punches. Right. Anyway. <clears throat> now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time that's right it's time for guest the race number one game show going across all the podcast land we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants the chat room to guess the race and they're racist mm-hmm. um all right let's look at the first one Apparently it goes down in the Taco Bell, uh, in the Taco Bell drive-through. Sometimes, Karen. Oh shit! What they doing over there at the Taco Bell? Especially in Bradentown, Florida. Oh, Florida! Shout out to Chill. A Bradentown man was arrested Saturday after allegedly reached inside a drive-through window and groped the female Taco Bell employee. Oh shit! <coughs> Here's your Taco Bell. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. um, no, not Taco Bell. Titty Taco Bell gun day, sir. Mm-hmm. According to the Manatee County Sheriff's Office, 38-year-old Philip Guerrero placed an order at around 2 a.m. and then drove to the pickup window, um, tried to pick somebody up. Guerrero reportedly exited from his vehicle, reached inside the window, and grabbed the victim's left butt cheek. The Taco Bell worker filed the report with authorities. Guerrero was arrested for simple battery. He was released after posing a $500 bond. That's an expensive butt cheek grab. I mean, for $500, you probably could have got more than that from a Taco Bell employee at 4 in the morning. I mean, what else are they going to do? Right. Like, hey, how you want to make some extra money? Let me squeeze some cheeks for $500. They'll be like, oh, I'll be right out back. Right. Um, but it's a misdemeanor charge uh, at the period court October 2nd. Guess the race of... Philip Guerrero. Let's check the chat room to see what they believe. Yokel Tada Bell, Latino. Dude, bro, says KC Stork. Um, he likes his tacos wet back, says Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the correct answer is K 
Karen, what do you think? Uh, Hispano says D. Karen, what do you think his race is? That's a white dude. White. So some of y'all missed it. Uh, where was my booze at? Oh. Some of you got it. Um, yeah. Uh, here's his picture in the chat. Looks like a white dude too. With the bald and hairline. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everybody went Latino because his last name was Guerrero. But uh forgot that only white entitlement would make you get out the car and grab some ass. Taco Bell toucher. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's do another one. Let's do another one. A man biking from Maryland to Miami to propose gets stabbed to death. Oh, shit. Yep. Uh, Kevin Adorno, 28, was on a bicycling trip from Maryland to Miami. He was planning to propose to his girlfriend at the end of the trip. On the final leg of his journey, he stopped at a McDonald's in Vero Beach, Florida, where he was fatally stabbed by a homeless man. Oh. So sad for her. Almost got married. He was reportedly on the phone with his girlfriend at the time. Damn. Oh. Police found an engagement ring still on him after he was pronounced dead, so he didn't even do it to steal from him. The Vero Beach News Journal reports the man who stabbed Adorno was a graphic designer from Unionville, Connecticut, uh, his name, uh, who he, Adorno was the graphic designer. Okay. It was a homeless man named Rene Herrera Cruz who stabbed him, 59 years old. Uh, he was found and arrested by police at the Burger King across the street from the McDonald's. Okay, so, now who are we guessing the race of? Uh, man, I don't know if I have a picture of the homeless dude. Let me, uh, see if I can find one. Okay. Um, uh, um, Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I got a picture of him. Yep. Uh, all right. So uh, yeah, he. Um, uh, detectives say Cruz admitted during questioning to committing the stabbing. Cruz told police he thought Adorno was directing other people by cell phone to attack him. He also told detectives someone inside McDonald's was using a laptop computer to order someone to attack him. So he was just crazy. Right. The stabbing wasn't the first encounter police had with Cruz during the Labor Day weekend. Sunday night, Curry said Cruz called 911 in the vicinity of McDonald's and told police he was afraid someone would try to hurt him. Uh, Dodo was stabbed in the chest and the arm and was pronounced dead at the hospital. Uh, Cruz was arrested without incident, charged with first-degree murder. Uh, his girlfriend wasn't able to hear the conversation. She just heard the phone drop, then silence, and then she heard sirens. So, man, that sucks. Right. But guess the race of Renee Herrera, Herrera Cruz, uh, the guy who uh, apparently stabbed this young, about to be uh, fiance to death, because he was attacking him with a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Victor's crazy Latino cuz, Latinos be local, says uh, Leslie. Um, and that's all the guesses we got. So, oh, I'm going. Mexican again said these so people are doubling down on Mexicans some people even though they missed the first one they will not be deterred the correct answer is Latino y'all was right this time good job everybody good job uh, I'll put his picture in the chat uh, but yeah man like 
that's just scary to me because that's something no one has control over. Like, I just stopped to make a phone call. Motherfucker, like, you trying to kill me? It's like, what are you talking about? Stab, stab. <laughs> right. You can't now do nothing about that. Yeah. Like, there's no way I, my pants were pulled up. It's not my fault, but it doesn't matter to, to anybody. Um, just myself. Um, all right. Let's, uh, actually go to the bonus round. <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, guys. Bonus round against the race. Double the points. Double the race. People all over the place right now, but you have a chance to catch up right now. Let's do it. I'm sure the chat room is very nervous about this. Um, let's see. Let's do this one. Um, apparently, there was a trio of people who uh, threw a sink and a toilet to protect the meth lab from a hallucinated attack. Wow. Jackson County, Florida Sheriff's Office busted an illegal, I mean, alleged meth lab. Ain't that Florida? Yeah, you did say Florida, yeah, right? Okay. Jackson County, Florida. Oh, Florida. An alleged meth lab after three people inside tried to fight off hallucinated attackers by firing guns and throwing anything they could find, including a toilet and a bathroom sink out the window. Shit, they did throw everything out, including the kitchen sink. <laughs> the bathroom what? sink, yeah. After being called to the scene <laughs> because of suspicious noises and cries for help, officers tried to convince Matthew McDaniel, 30, Damian Hines, 21, and Madison Douglas, 18, guess the race, that their attackers had left the house. Although the three couldn't describe the assailants, assailants, who allegedly attacked them, hostage, kept them hostage for hours. Douglas claimed one of them had stabbed her and that the knife had broken off in her abdomen. Officers saw only a superficial scratch, which they determined was self-inflicted during the hallucinated fight. Oh. Authorities say the house contained a small amount of meth and a shake-and-bake meth lab. <laughs> what the hell is a shake-and-bake meth? I don't know. It's come with cover it e- with chicken and just shake it up? I don't know. Come with an easy bake oven? Right. Got breadcrumbs in it? I don't understand this. The three armed themselves with a 12 gauge shotgun, 22 rifle, approximately 40 rounds of 12 gauge, and an unknown number of 22 rounds were fired from inside the residence. They were shooting it and everything. And the cops still arrested them without incidents. Numerous windows were shot out and holes were shot in the walls. They completely removed a large rear window from the house. On the second floor, through the bathroom sink at the imaginary attackers, chunks of sheetrock, wood, firearm parts, and anything they could tear out of the residence was thrown outside, including the toilet, which was ripped from the floor, and total more than $10,000 of damage was done to the residence. Man, meth is a hell of a drug. How the fuck y'all all have the same hallucination? They're attacking us. Throw, throw the toilet out. Yeah, I see them too. Man. That's powerful. Anyway, guess yes, that's a hell of a drug. Guess the race. Cousins of Jesse are breaking bad. Pinkman. Ah. Oh my. Meth equal white. Whiter than the drunk tank clown that's shouting. Come wait. Whiter than the drunk tank clown that's shouting. Come get me, Sinead. Eh? Yeah. Oh. White girl with bad teeth. Uh, they still alive to tell the tale. Meth, not marijuana in their system. White. Whiter than a basketball player doing the nay nay. And I'm gonna go white. The correct answer is you all got it white. Yeah, that's pretty damn 
ridiculous. Like that's that's the best ad for why you don't want to do math ever. Ever. Like uh yeah, Got you, you will throwing see, out sinks. Yeah, you will see shit together that is not as there. a group. <laughs> like once once you cross that threshold, like that's definitely a drug I'm never trying. Oh, never, ever. Yeah. Remember when we got high and we both saw the same thing? Fucking no, man. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up with some sore ratchetness, man. Um, you know, the best way we know how. And I put the meth people's picture in the chat. Um, police had to shoot a man because he had a sword. Good riddance, I say. Oh, it's just a fucking press conference. Thought it was a news report. A man wielding a medieval type sword threatened a Covington police officer who then shot the suspect Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Happened around 12:36 p.m. Uh, According to CPD Captain Craig Treadwell, the suspect, identified as Julian Leon Faulkner Jr. of Covington, was seen walking in and out of traffic carrying a sword on Legion Drive. Callers to the uh, to the 911 center even reported the man swiping his sword at some cars passing by. Two minutes after receiving a call of uh, the suspicious person, CPD arrived on the scene, spotting Faulkner Jr. near the tree line on Brookwood Circle. Treadwell said an officer stepped out of his car, caused the suspect to raise his sword above his head at the officer. The officer then retreated from the suspect around his patrol car, drawing his weapon and issuing a verbal command. As he gave a verbal command with his weapon drawn, the suspect came more agitated and raised his sword above his head and attacked the officer again. The officer had no choice but to fire his weapon, striking the suspect one time. So it's like the opposite of that black kid with the knife. He gave this dude every chance to live. Right. He had a sword. Immediate medical attention was given to Faulkner Jr. 44 by the responding officers. EMS and Covenant Fire personnel were immediately notified and responded to the scene. The suspect was airlifted to Grady Hospital in critical condition that was being operated on during Treadwell's press conference. Uh, an investigation of the incident was turned over to GBI, and the officer's name was not released. He is a CPD veteran of more than 10 years. He was not harmed in the incident. Faulkner Jr. lived in a location roughly a half mile from the scene. Um, so, yeah, don't take your gun at the police, man. Pull your pants up if you want to live. Yes. You know, what is the cop supposed to do? Uh, all right, man. Code TBGWT, Adam and Eve, and also Code TBGWT at um, Tweaked Audio. Mm-hmm. Look at y'all. Look at Karen's luscious headphones. Y'all. I love these headphones. Don't y'all want to be like her? Mm-hmm. And be like sh- me. And Shadow Dog Productions, the best of Jenna Simon. Make sure you look that all up. We'll see you guys in a week. Uh, mm-hmm. Premium people, we'll you guys will get shit. Don't worry about you. Yeah. Don't worry about you, yeah, okay? You good. You, you covered. Yeah, you covered, Until okay? we come back. These other people, they got to wait. But, mm-hmm. you know, y'all keep looking at the RSS feed. Keep going to the website, and uh, we'll take care of you guys. Uh, but until then, uh, I love you. I love you, too. Mwah. <laughs>